Welcome to Stories in the Dark, a podcast about strange and creepy things. Come listen to the dark. Happy spooky season, my creepy little listeners. This week's tale of horror is called The Girl Who Didn't Die. Listen in as we find out what happened instead. Things haven't been the same since the fire. It's like that spark that burned down my house and killed my family, my parents, my sisters, my everything. Like it burned down my whole life too. In a way, it did. The cat and I are the only ones who made it out. Both a little singed, a little damaged, a little sad. Everything is gray now. Nothing feels right. Food tastes like ashes. It was late summer when it happened. The apples on the trees were still green, and the days and nights were long, so long, sometimes too long. The heat pressed down on us. At night we opened the windows wide to catch the breeze, and slept hot, tangled in our sheets. Sweating until my head pounded from the oppressive heat and even the cat wouldn't sleep close to any of us. Slept instead on the black and white tile of the bathroom to stay cool. In all that heat, who could be surprised by a fire? It's almost like the house wanted to burn down. It went that fast, and it took everything with it. The days are getting shorter now. The world has crossed over into the beginning of fall. The mornings are crisp and misty. The sun sets earlier and earlier. The apples ripen and fall on the ground. There is no one there to eat them, so the squirrels and the rats and the insects have all the apples they can eat. But, unlike the apples, I don't change. It's never warm enough where they put me, where I'm staying. Now that the sun is gone, nothing works. It's like I need another fire, but there isn't one. I circle the cemetery time and time again. I can't make myself go in. I should visit them, my dead family, but I don't. I don't want to start school again, and no one makes me. I kind of wish they would. I wish someone would make me do something 
but instead, it's like everyone is afraid of me. Afraid to make me do anything. Afraid to talk to me as if I'll shatter. As if I'm not there. It doesn't help. So the cat and I circle the cemetery day after day as the leaves turn and fall and the ground turns more and more gray. There's a caretaker there. The cemetery is historic. My family has been in the city since it was founded. So there are family plots waiting for all of us. There in the oldest cemetery around. You can feel the age. There are headstones that have grown into trees. Others that are so small they don't even have names. There are some worn smooth by the sun and the wind and the winter snow. I remember. I remember what it was like back when I could go in. Back when my parents were alive and they took us to visit the graves of our grandparents. The caretaker must be new. I don't remember seeing him before the fire when my parents were alive. He nods at me every time I walk by. He nods at the cat. I wonder what he does there. The neighborhood is filling with pumpkins and candles because fall is almost ready. It's almost done. Everyone eats apples and roasts pumpkin seeds and I can smell the ghost of all the smells I used to know. The ones that made you feel better about the crisp air and the dying of the light. I used to like cider and pumpkin pie. The caretaker talks to me. It seems like he's the only person who does. Are you ready to go in? He asks me and the cat. I shake my head while the cat sits and cleans its paw. It still looks like it did the night after the fire. A singed orange tabby with a crooked tail. I wonder if I do too. If the imprint of that night will be on us forever. Like the smell of smoke that never leaves me. I see smoke everywhere. I smell it in my hair. In my clothes. Everything I read says that's normal after something so traumatic. It stays with you. Every feeling brings it back. I see smoke when I get angry. I see smoke when I'm sad. It's all I have. Every day he asks me, Are you ready to go in? And he looks at the sky like he's trying to tell me something. But I'm not ready. And then the night comes. All Hallows Eve. 
and I want to see them. This is the most haunted cemetery in the state, they say, and I want to see them. And so, on the night when the clouds tangle in the trees, and the moon burns sullenly in the sky, and the dead cross back into our world, I walk up to the gates of the cemetery with the cat by my side, and I pass through them, and the caretaker says nothing. He just watches as we go. It's not even hard tonight. It's not hard to make myself walk. It's not hard to be seen. I'm drawn to where they are. Something is pulling me to where they wait. The cat is still by my side as we walk up to the headstones. The ground is still mounded from the graves, but the earth is starting to settle. They aren't brand new graves anymore. And there they are, my parents, my two sisters. They stand there, holding hands, watching me. My older sister looks at the cat and she looks surprised. He looks away. Why aren't you with us? My mother asks, and my heart hardens. I knew she would ask me. You died, I say. You died in the fire. So did you, my mother says, gently reminding me, but no, that can't be right. They all look at me silently. I can smell the smoke. It's rising around me. You were always so angry, my father says. I shake my head. I can even see the smoke now. Why did you do it? My littlest sister asks, ghostly tears on her ghostly face. I can't look at her. The cat sits on one of the graves and watches us. I don't, I don't know, I say, and I don't. I don't remember, I lie. Because I do. I didn't, but I do. I was so angry. It's like I was born angry. The air around us gets hot. I remember everything now. I remember that I'm dead too. I remember that the caretaker wants me to cross over, to go back with them. Why did you kill us? My mother hisses, and she looks less like my mother and more like one of the ghouls from the stories. But I am not afraid. I know she cannot hurt me. She never has. 
I don't know. I lie again, and the cat sighs and looks away. They all stare at me, hurt and angry, all four of them. This is why I didn't want to come. I wonder if they can see the smoke too. It's time to go, the caretaker says, looking at me, looking up at the sky, but he is wrong. I remember the flames. The ones I feel now are nothing compared to the ones that night, to the fire that I had set, the fire that burned it all down. I just wanted to feel something, and while the fire raged, I did. I did. There is no absolution here. The moon turns orange, and my littlest sister howls, and I wait with them. I wait with the caretaker and the cat and the candles in the cemetery in a now silent vigil until all Hallow's Eve passes and they sink back into their graves. The caretaker purses his lips and pets the cat. It looks startled and then leans into him and starts to purr while the wind whistles through the trees. You're not going, are you? He asks me. I can't, I say. They won't let me. We do this every year, you see, and it has been so many years. So many years that I've haunted this old and tired graveyard, as old and tired as me. So many years since I burned down that house with my family and me in it. I don't change. I watch the tombstones get older and I watch the trees grow and I visit the five graves of my family and when the sun comes up I forget again that I'm dead. I forget it wasn't three months ago or even three years. Ages have passed and still we do this same thing every All Hallows Eve. When we visit When we pay our respects every year, the grave the cat always sits on is mine. It knows what I did. The cat and I walk through this gray world forever. I cannot cross over. I cannot change. I cannot let go. I am never sorry.
they cannot forgive me for what I did. <laughs> 